and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, November the 11th, uh, when we here in the United States celebrate uh, Veterans Day. Uh, around the world, we celebrate the uh, the end of World War One, uh, the armistice that took place on this day. And so, my friends, whenever you are listening to this, wherever you are, uh, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's peace on this day that we remember uh, a peace. Uh, even as uh, tentative as it was, uh, we remember that and we are grateful for it. So, my friends, we are continuing through this uh, liturgical cycle. You know that. I've been talking about it for the last few weeks, right? And we are up against it. Uh, this is the 33rd Sunday of Ordinary Time. Uh, it is the last Ordinary Time reading you and I are going to share together until we are on the other side of the Christmas season, until we are in January, because next week we are celebrating a feast to end our liturgical year, and then we dive into Advent. So I will let those take care of themselves when we get there, but this is uh, it's a, it's a demarcation point. Hmm? Uh, we continue to move forward, and, and really, uh, the readings today uh, invite us to that same idea, that time doesn't, it doesn't slow. Uh, time continues to move on, and what will we do with it in the challenge of, um, of, of what that invites us to? Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, uh, okay, uh, today, two readings. Uh, they're the same ones we're going to hear at Masses this weekend. Uh, the first one is going to be from the prophet Malachi, and uh, a short little reading. Uh, it's going to be Malachi 3, verses 19 to 20a. I mean, goodness sakes, that's less than two full verses. And then we're going to go to Luke chapter 21, verses 5 to 19. Uh, and you're going to hear, uh, I think a common thread will be fairly easy uh, for all of us to, to pick out on this one. Again, invite you to settle yourself before we open up uh, the word together. Invite you just to open yourself and ask Lord, the Lord, Lord, okay, may that seed find root within me. May this word find a place uh, to, uh, to just settle and grow and look for a word an idea, a phrase, open yourself that the Spirit may bring that to you. And that's what we invite you to sit and ponder and chew on for the rest of this day, for the rest of this weekend, for the coming week ahead, okay? So let's break open God's Word together. A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. Lo, the day is coming, blazing like an oven, when all the proud and all evildoers will be stubble, and the day that is coming will set them on fire, leaving them neither root nor branch, says the Lord of hosts. But for you who fear my name, there will arise the Son of Justice with its healing rays. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Prophet Malachi promised, short, short. Luke, going to be a little bit longer. So again, word, a phrase, an idea. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, all that you see here, 
The days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, a reading like this can be difficult to really see what is the good news, right? I mean, these are hard words. We know that. And, uh, and these words, in a very real sense, and they're meant to, these were not accidentally picked out for this weekend. They are meant to, to invite us to that image of end times, right? That image of the end of the world. Um, uh, and, and that's done purposefully. And that can cause within us an, a certain anxiety. I mean, goodness sakes, we're talking about, you know, we're going to see, hear of wars and insurrections. We're going to, nation's going to rise against nation. There's going to be powerful earthquakes and famines and plagues. And then Jesus says, oh, but don't be terrified. <laughs> okay, okay, sure, sure, no problem. Mighty things happen in the sky. <sighs> Could happen all the time. Could happen any day, you know? You know, earthquakes, earthquakes, plagues, famines, kingdom against kingdom, you know? All these wars, insurrections, you know, being handed over to kings and governors. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not afraid. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. Now, of course, Jesus is right. I am not mocking Jesus. I am saying, ha, huh, ha, huh, don't know that, uh, that my feelings at that point, can, can any commandment is going to help. I think, I think fear might be present. But where sin abounds, and I think we can say where fear abounds, grace abounds all the more, right? Um, we are not given, as Paul says, a spirit of fear. We are given a spirit of power, right? 
Um, and that's what the Holy Spirit is about. And, the, and this, again, make no mistake, my friends, Jesus is inviting us to be women and men of faith here. All right, so let's, let's break under it. Okay, first of all, first of all, let's understand that if we were to keep reading the gospel, Jesus is going to bring out more happy things. He's going to talk about, you know, oh, um, well, you know, uh, there'll be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, and uh, there's going to be a perplexing roaring of the sea and the waves, and, well, people are going to die in fright, and, and really, uh, you're going to see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, and, and pregnant women, you should just run to the hills because bad things are going to happen, you know, and, uh, and all this stuff, all this stuff. Uh, and again, do not be terrified. We haven't been given a spirit of fear. But here's the key I want you to hear, all right? Then he says to them, he says, well, consider the lesson of a fig tree. You'll know, you know, when, when the buds appear, you know summer's coming, right? Um, and, and because new life is coming. But he says, after that, something that is, I think, very important for us to hear. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. I'm going to read that again, okay? Everything I just read to you today and all those other things that come after it. Now, I'm reading uh, verse 32. We stopped at uh, 19, I think, right? Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. So, is that true? You know, you're hearing my dogs downstairs, or, you know, you probably, I can't control them. So I, I just thank you that you love and, and listen, even in the midst of all the chaos that happens at the Zenk house. Um, but is this true? First of all, of course it's true. Um, because the Word of God invites us not only to that present moment when, when Luke was writing it, but to the moment today when we read it. I mean, in a sense, and, and I know you'll see how silly this is, Luke didn't write this section and say, okay, everybody, put it on hold. Uh, I'm writing in the year, you know, say 75 or 80 AD, but don't worry about this section for the next 1,940-some years, okay? Because really, this is only going to be true for those people who are living in the year 2022. All the way through then, just skip over chapter 21, okay? Just skip over it. I mean, really, right? How foolish is that? I mean, of course Luke isn't, isn't doing that. Now, at the same time, it, it does have a flavor for the, it's a both and idea. And I'm going to use an example here. When Isaiah was speaking in Isaiah chapter 7 and says that gorgeous phrase to King Ahaz, right? He says, and the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and you will name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. He, and, and Isaiah is speaking this eight centuries before Christ was born. He wasn't just, just talking about Mary and Jesus. 
he was talking to King Ahaz, who was about ready to get run over by the Assyrians, and he was trying to make a point, inviting him to be a person of faith that, that sees not only the fear in the Assyrians coming, but sees, hey, I'm going to be with you. The, the, the lineage is going to keep going on. God is present. Don't worry right now. It had a word for Ahaz at the time, as well as for the people 800, 750 years later, whatever, when Christ was born. It was both and. There's a word for that. There are two words. It's called prophetic compenetration. We just call it, there are layers. It's onions, right? There's layers of scripture. There's the layer that Isaiah was speaking to King Ahaz. There's the layer that was there for us in a prophetic way, pointing to the Messiah. That same scripture is a both and scripture. So is this. So is this. That's my point. Gosh, a long way around to get that, wasn't it? Um, that we're talking about uh, Jerusalem, right? In the year 70. So Mark, again, I'm not going to go into all this history. We think Mark was written before the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD by the Romans because he doesn't point to these same things. But Luke and Matthew were written probably 5 to 10 to 15 years after it, because they do point to these things. Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, yep, happened. Yep. Um, all, these, all these, you know, wars and famines and everything, yep, happened. All these things. Uh, and, and that generation didn't pass away before it. But it also has something to say, not only... Uh, to those people then, but to us in 2022, but also to the people in the year 200 or the year 500 or the year uh, 1200 or whatever, because it's always true. It is always true. Now, what on earth am I talking about? Let's go back to the beginning of the gospel. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, all that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. They are admiring the temple for its beauty and its wealth and its power, quote unquote. And Jesus says, you're admiring the wrong thing because this stuff is all temporary. It's all going away. There will not be left stone upon a stone. And then at that point, what are you going to do, right? Malachi is kind of giving us the same idea. He says, listen, the day is coming like a blazing iron when, when all, that you, all the proud and the evildoers, the day is coming that will set them on fire. They're going to be done. But you, you who fear my name, you're going to rise like the son of justice with its healing rays. Why? Because you're not trusting in all that stuff that those others are. Let me put it into common parlance, maybe into to those Americans, particularly this may speak to you. Um, in, 20, in, in, in 2001, right, September 11, we couldn't have imagined the Twin Towers um, being, being brought down. Uh, because in a sense, they were, they were a symbol, even though I, I don't know that many people would say this, but they were a symbol of the strength of the country. Look at the, I mean, they were the tallest buildings. Uh, were they the tallest ones? Maybe the Sears Tower in Chicago is taller. They were of the tallest buildings in the country. And in, in a sense, in a sense, a symbol of our power and invincibility. 
not only look what we can do in a sense our Tower of Babel, but look, they were the World Trade Center that's financial. I mean, this is all, this is our economic power. It's our, it's our military power. It's our strength. Look at all this. And all of that was brought down. And if indeed um, that is where our strength was, was placed, that was where our trust was placed, that was where our hope was placed, brothers and sisters, that day came like an oven, right? That day came like, a, like a, a time when everything we believed in was shattered. And yes, in a sense, the sun would fall from the sky and the moon and the stars and, and everything. The earth would be off its kilter and, and the roaring of waves would take on this mysterious way. Why? Because everything is out of place. All is black. All is, is, I've been thrown into the darkness and I do not know my way anymore. I don't know what's going on because the ground was taken out from under me. That's the same thing Jesus is saying to those about the temple. And it's the same thing, brothers and sisters. It's why it can be true in 200 and 500 and, and, and 1200 and, and every other year because inevitably what we humans do over the course of our lives is place our trust in things that are not God. And God constantly says, but we can't do that because all these things will fade. And so, yes, it is true at the time that Luke was writing it. Yes, it is true at the end of time and some level, you know, but it is true in our lives today. It is true in our lives today. Because, brothers and sisters, our lives and those things we hope in that are not eternal, not one brick will be left on another, not one stone. All those things that we think are beautiful, they will fade. And I'm not trying to be cynical, and I'm not trying to, uh, to be depressing, and I'm not trying to pull the wool out or, or the ground from beneath your feet. I am trying to say in the same way that, that Isaiah was saying to Ahaz and that Jesus is saying to the people in Luke's time, we have to place our, our hope in what is eternal. And it's not to, to King Ahaz what Isaiah was saying. It's not these, these um, you know, ties that you're trying to make with countries around here and these truces in order to strengthen yourself against Assyria because that ain't going to work. And to us, it's not our economic power. It's not our, our you know, even... Even those things, I mean, that are good. I'm not saying anything is bad with truces or, or you know, putting our money in the stock market and saving it or, or, or you know, our, our friendships or anything. But brothers and sisters, when those things that we trust are taken from us, what do we have left? And our God says, if we've placed our trust in, in things that are wrong, it will be like a day in oven and we'll be brought to our very knees. But if it's not, I mean, that doesn't mean we don't grieve, okay? Let me, let me say that clearly. But, but we stand tall in the midst of our grief. And that standing tall, that is, I think, how Malachi can say that we will arise with sons of justice and healing rays. And that's how I believe that Luke, through Jesus, can say, um, uh, you know what, you you'll have something to say at that point. You don't prepare for it, but you'll have something to say because people will be looking at you and saying, help me understand how you're moving through this tragedy and, and the rest of us aren't. Because then we have something to say about what hope is and what, what true wealth and where a true life, life comes from.
Brothers and sisters, these days come in a, indeed like a thief in the night. Uh, oftentimes we don't, we, it's hard to prepare for them because throughout our lives, we develop accretions just like a, a ship going through water is going to develop things on its hull and it has to be cleaned uh, because we place our faith in all kinds of wonderful and good and not so good things. But when the job ends or when the marriage ends or when our best friend is taken away from us or when trust is shattered or when the stock market falls or when a tower falls or when our military is defeated or when our our, our borders are, are, are accessed or crossed or when a pandemic comes and, and levels the whole world or, or, or whatever else it is, whatever signpost it is that says, this is, this is where I'm going to build my wall. And that wall inevitably comes down, brothers and sisters. What is it upon which we stand? The liturgical year is wonderful because it invites us, brothers and sisters, every year at this time to remind ourselves who is king, who is queen, who is lord, who is ruler, who is that, that within our life which really uh, deserves our allegiance. And, and what doesn't? Everything will fade. Not one stone will be standing upon another. And you know what? This won't happen before this generation passes away. Because God is always inviting us not to place our strength in the stuff and the things good and ill around us. He's inviting us always to place our strength and our life first and foremost in him. Doesn't mean we don't get married. Doesn't mean we don't uh, trust. Doesn't mean we don't, uh, you know, love. I mean, I don't think at all I'm trying to say, you know, don't love because it's going to be taken away. No, we're invited to that. But just know everything must pass. There's only one thing that lasts. And when those things pass and the, and the sun falls from the sky and the moon turns blood red and, and our, our, our buildings and our walls and our towers shatter, our God remains. And will we be able to stand? Because at that time, my friends, we have something to say. We have something to say. Let's bring this to prayer. And so, my friends, we... Um, close out the glorious mysteries, don't we, today? Or no, excuse me, the, yeah, the glorious mysteries. And, um, and I think because we're going into Advent soon, I might just kind of do some other things for the next week or two so we kind of get on a schedule of, uh, of around Christmas when, uh, when the joyful ones are coming. So, But anyway, today's the glorious, so let's, let's begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned queen of heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, thanks for being with me today as we break open this word, as we move toward the end of this liturgical cycle. May God be with you today, tomorrow, and always. Be well, and God's peace.